I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Elon Musk is making news yet again. He had a Twitter poll over the weekend asking people if he should sell 10% of his Tesla stock. Uh, This was all in response to proposals coming out of our nation's capital to tax unrealized capital gains as part of a way to pay for the president's social spending package. Uh, This follows another series of tweets where he promised to donate $6 billion of his wealth to wipe out world hunger. Uh, This was in response to a United Nations official who said it could be done, that they could wipe out world hunger for just that much, which got us to thinking – what is the right tax rate to get rich people to pay into the system? And what is that magic number? What is that magic formula? And so I want to break this down just a little bit. Uh, Elon Musk obviously uh, is very good at uh, outraging the Twitterverse uh, with all kinds of things. Uh, But really interesting, if you look at this idea of taxing people's unrealized capital gains, in other words, if they have a stock and it goes up in value significantly, Uh, Even though they haven't cashed it out, even though they haven't realized that capital gains, uh, there have been proposals by Democrats in Washington to say, well, let's tax that unrealized capital gains and that will bring money into the coffers to pay for some of this social spending package. And so there was a a little poll uh, open because uh, Elon Musk, most people don't realize, doesn't take a salary from Tesla. He has been paid in stock and options and all of those things, uh, which many executives often do. Uh, And so in terms of paying in, uh, if he had to do that, if he were to be taxed on his unrealized capital gains, he would have to sell off about 10 percent of his Tesla stock. Uh, so that's an interesting thing to think about, uh, that he would have to to sell that off in order just to pay his taxes. He'd have to sell his stock to pay his taxes, uh, which would even get more interesting uh, in terms of how that would actually or could actually pay, uh, pay be paid off. Uh, the New York Times uh, kind of went behind some of this in terms of what that would look like. Um, Musk said that uh, he was raising this question because uh, he doesn't take a cash salary as Tesla's CEO. So he wouldn't have any way to pay a large tax bill without selling some of his Tesla shares. And again, that makes up the vast majority of his wealth. Uh, So how does that go? He had a little uh, poll going on. It's interesting. He said he would uh, do whatever the Twitterverse poll uh, told him to do in terms of selling off his stock. Uh, In the end, it was was shut off after about 3.5 million votes, uh, 58% saying he should sell them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, he actually abides by that. Uh, my guess is the answer to that is no. Um, but it's also interesting to just think through what that would mean. Uh, if if Musk would owe income taxes, uh, he'd have to uh, sell 
which would be about $30 billion. And, of course, $10 billion of that would, would go into taxes just on that, and then he'd have to pay more. And so it's a, just an interesting thing to think through in terms of this really doesn't make a lot of sense in the end. Uh, one person even suggested we were kind of doing the math on the back of the napkin uh, in the in the newsroom, uh, talking about that even if he wanted to donate all of that to charity, if he if he sold thirty billion off of his stock, uh, ten billion of that would go to taxes. And so if you were the one on the receiving end, uh, is that a good thing, or or would it be better if he were given some sort of incentive to give all thirty billion? Uh, to charity or to ending world hunger. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, if you're talking about it from a, a government standpoint, would the government be happier if uh, there was $30 billion spent to end hunger? Uh, or would they say, well, no, we still want our $10 billion, then you can give $20 billion to help end world hunger. That's an interesting thing. Uh, and that actually takes us back to something we've discussed on the program before uh, and that is uh, this idea of the the Mellon model. Andrew Mellon was Treasury Secretary back in the 1920s, uh, and he always argued that the income tax rate should be capped at 25%. Uh, and his reasoning behind that was always because he was wealthy and he knew his wealthy friends. And he believed that his wealthy friends, if it was at 25%, they'd just pay it. If it was more than that, then they would find every loophole and they would uh, – employ and deploy an army of army uh, of lawyers and and uh, accountants to find the loopholes to to save the rest. And so that's a that's an interesting uh, thing in terms of what actually comes in and I would remind everyone that for all this talk of we need to get more revenue into the government by raising taxes on the wealthiest we should remember that last year uh, the the fiscal year that just ended at the end of September, the United States government brought in more tax revenue than ever. It was the biggest increase in tax revenue coming in in 44 years, in the middle of a pandemic, no less. And the money came in. Over $4 trillion came into the Treasury in the fiscal year that ended in September. And so that's a fascinating thing to me. Is it a, do we really have a revenue problem or do we really have a spending problem? Uh, and so these, these little uh, mental gymnastics games that often come uh, from Elon Musk, uh, they do get us to start thinking a little bit differently. Uh, his, his second tweet exchange was an interesting uh, back and forth. There was someone from the UN uh, who said, you know what, with, with Elon Musk, he, we could solve it. We could solve and end world hunger if we just had $6 billion. And Elon Musk tweeted back that he would, he would do that. He'd sell off and, and give them $6 billion if, if they could show the program that they would implement to use that money to actually end it. Uh, it's one thing to just say, oh, we could do it for $6 billion. You have to show your work, folks. Just like uh, fifth grade math, you got you have to show your work. And Elon Musk said, show me your work. And if it makes sense, then sure, I'll do that. We're, we're all down for that. Uh, but you got to show your work. So just saying we need more money is never, ever, 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 ever the solution. And far too often in our politics with our elected officials, they just say, you know, if only we'd had a little bit more, 
if only we'd made the program just a little bit bigger uh, and spent just a little broader, uh, it would have worked. And that's not how it works. And so we have to have a different kind of discussion when it comes to so many of these things. Because, again, as a bumper sticker, as a social media post, yeah, that that's great. Uh, it wins. You, you can win the Internet. You can win the Twitterverse. Uh, but it's not going to change the communities. And it's not going to help the people that we say that we need to help. And so we have to look at it just a, a little bit differently. So thanks to Elon Musk for providing us an interesting way to look at wealth, to look at how taxing is done, who's getting taxed. Of course, we've been talking about uh, what is actually in the current version of the Build Back Better bill. It is a massive tax break to the wealthy, courtesy of the Democrats in the House of Representatives, most of whom are from blue states with very high state and local taxes. The federal government should not be reimbursing or subsidizing states and cities that have really high tax rates, uh, especially for the wealthy. So the dialogue rolls on. We're going to continue to find a better way to get to the better solutions that will actually deliver the right results for the American people. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to think it all through and wrap it all up here on Inside Sources. Stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.